Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. Call, to, call in to 253-693-TFTC, leave us a comment, ask us a question, or send us ideas for geoart any time of the day or night. Of course, you can email us at feedback at cashingnw.com. Don't forget that your support helps keep quality shows coming. So if you liked the show, click that Patreon link on the cashingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. This show is produced by Chris Umfenauer and Jay Kennedy, hosted by Chris J. And Jim Paulwitz. This show's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umpenauer. And now we invite you to stay tuned for the show. You know, I go away for a couple of weeks and everything changes. <laughs> Folks, welcome to Backwards Day. We thought we would start with the end and we'll end with the start. It's good to start with the end in mind. Yes. You know what, though? It's time to bring in our ocean-going orangutan. Some say he has a year's supply of denim underwear. And others say he's more rare than a unicorn riding a unicycle. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I missed I missed the show. I missed being on the show. But I, I do have to be in full disclosure and, and say that I was having a really, really good time. I wish you were there. Uh-huh, sure. With me. <laughs> but um it was pretty good. And also to your introduction point, I don't know what other type of cycle a unicorn would possibly ride. So I don't know. Is that really rare? I mean, if I'm a unicorn, of course I'm gonna ride a unicycle. Well, I don't know. It's got four legs. Couldn't it ride a quad? <laughs> Suppose. Yeah. I, I don't know that that's gonna be no. any less awkward. Well, we Although, only have one head. We Although could be, we could be called of, a unihead, but that reminds me of a mode of transportation I witnessed when I was in Florida a couple of weeks ago that uh, I will have to try and remember to mention in the after show. It was very unique, and I'll talk interesting. about interesting. But in in the meantime, I would like to introduce the other person on the podcast that isn't Jim today, and that is T W Lair. Uh, how how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi there. All right, we're glad to have you here. We're going to. Um, go through a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every way, each and every week. Oh boy. And many ways. Time. Yes. <laughs> and many ways. Uh, and especially thanks to land sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. If you want to know more about supporting this show, please click the Patreon link on the caching website. And you know, we love great logs. So whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better you know how to send us one i say it every week send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com you know you could record that great log right there on your smartphone email that audio file to guess what feedback at cachingnw.com if you don't want to do that call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website it'll work on your mobile phone and show us how you glow now, this glow is submitted by Miss Jen. Ooh, we know her. Yes. Caver Don found Samson. That's GC2GFPP. Excuse me. I shouldn't have said that. This is a family-friendly show. It was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Papa Papa. Okay, that's better. 
starts off, our family is in Colorado on vacation. Last night, we arrived, arrived in Estes Park to stay overnight. This morning, while my family was sleeping in, I went to explore some of the town and get a cache or two. Temperature was 18 Fahrenheit, and there were still inches of snow from the winter storm a couple days ago. You see why I picked this one now? Because it fits with all the cold weather throughout the, the world, except Australia, which is hot weather. Anyway, I'm going back to the glow. I parked not far away and walked over to visit Samson's Memorial. What a sad ending to such a magnificent animal. I bet the town really loved having him around. I flushed up a couple of rabbits while looking for the cache. I also noticed a lot of elk hoofprints in the snow. I guess the elk like Samson's statue too. I soon spotted it. It had been a little challenging because of the snow covering a lot of areas. The cache was in great shape. I signed the log, rehid the cache, took a few pictures. TFTC. Very cool. Very cool. I have to make a comment about your comment about the cold um, and the, your whole Australia thing. I saw, a, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw some data recently on the internet. So that's why I don't know if it's true because it was on the internet that said that um, there was a spot in Manitoba, um, Manitoba, Canada, this past week. Yeah, this past week, that was colder than the Arctic and the Antarctic. Yeah. It was one of the coldest temperatures in the world was in central Canada this past week. Um, several uh, cities in like Minnesota, Wisconsin were colder than the South Pole. That's, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're there getting you go. All, these, all this Canadian cold is coming down into the U.S. You're welcome. Yeah, no. well, I notice you have uh, for for those listening along with you have a a good amount of color in your face today. I do. I, it must I be do. from the cold. It's yes. It's my cheeks are all flushed from the cold. That's definitely <laughs> what you're seeing. Um, Can't be that yeah. you were in the sun. No, I've got a good amount of color on my face and my forearms and my legs and uh, the back of my neck. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I, I definitely was so, exposed to some cold in the last couple of weeks. So you are a redneck at heart. I knew it. Uh, no, that's <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> uh, definitely not the case. All right. So, so we, we got some news. We got some news going on with, you know, Miss Jen sent us the glow. So let's talk about some more lackeys. This next one, follow with me. One wooden pitched four focus players, 26 plastic Foos characters. Yes, Foosball is back at the 2019 GeekWire Bash. One of seven epic tournaments is taking place at our annual Geek Festival, March 7th in Seattle. Why does this matter, you may ask? Go ahead and ask. I'll wait. Why does this matter? Oh, thank you. Because Matt Quint and Annie Love of Geocaching took the intermediate title in the 2018 GeekWire Bash beating Chase Snyder and David Botha of Extra Hop. Now, is that pronounced Botha or Bota? If it's South African, it's pronounced Bota. I've seen that name before. Ah, uh, okay. I'll lean to your expertise on that one. All right. But regardless, Chase Snyder, I mean, a name like that, how can you not be a rock star with a name like Chase Snyder? I don't know. But they work for Extra Hop, which sounds Australian. <laughs> with the kangaroos and such kangaroos so anyway back to the australian thing there you go make sure you cheer on your foosball champion lackeys 
Yes, absolutely. So go to the GeekWire Bash mm-hmm. for 2019. Uh, are there tickets available? Tickets now available. There you go. That's, That's right. Where is that again? Uh, I think it's in Seattle. the Seattle Convention Center. Right. Okay. In so if you've watched any of our interviews with Annie Love, you'll notice in the background, there's a tournament chart behind her. That's, you know, her, the winning chart. She got to keep it. From <laughs> that the is so ball. cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about the Umqua Valley? You know, I like the first three letters of Umqua. I bet the you last do. three don't mean a lot to me. Well, you can discover the Umpqua Valley using your phone with geocaching. I know that much. Oh, have you done that? I haven't, but uh, there's apparently an event in Douglas County, uh, which is an area in Oregon. And uh, people are getting excited to discover the Umpqua Valley while using their phones. Of course, we're talking about geocaching. The City of Roseburg Parks and Recreation Division. Okay. The City of Roseburg's Parks and Recreation Division. Okay, now that sentence makes sense to me. Is kicking off its Discover Roseburg Geocache. They say anyone can do it. Um, we know that. Uh, toddlers can go with their parents and get some outdoors. I would suggest toddlers do not go geocaching by themselves. Um, so I think that's really good advice. Uh, how do you they, get some outdoors? You just like uh, pick up dirt and bring it back with you? I got some yeah. outdoors. You got some here. Look what I got. I got some outdoors. You get you get a spruce tree in the face. Yeah. Bring that home. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that got outdoors right there. <laughs> it gets outdoors real fast. Um, they also claim they have 80 or 90 year olds. So there's no age limit. So there you go. Toddlers to 80 or 90 year olds. If you're over 90, maybe you're not allowed to play. I don't know. I'm well, not... they say no age limit, but they specifically mention ages. Yeah. So now I'm confused. You know what? I think though? the point is anybody out, can do geocaching. Get out there and do it. There you go. They're expecting over 100 people on the first day. So that is really cool. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Discover Umpqua Valley with the geocaching event they're going to have. So good for City of Roseburg. City that of Roseburg. Like fun. I, now, did it kick off last weekend or is it kicking off this weekend? Um, I don't know. I am just, there's no date stamp on the article copied into the show notes. So I let me click think the link. we have an expert here on the show. Saturday, February yeah. 2nd. To talk Saturday, about February this. 2nd. Oh, okay. Well, then oh. let me stop talking and I'll just hand it over to T.W. Lair. Yeah, I understand the kickoff is actually on Saturday, this uh, February 2nd in That's Roseburg. Right. That's Roseburg. Right. That's so, right. okay, for those of us who are ignorant of Oregon geography, whereabouts is Roseburg? It's about two-thirds of the way south of the Washington-Oregon border, and it's on the I-5 corridor. There you go. Perfect. Thank you. It's south. Yes, it's south doesn't help. <laughs> oh, oh wait, you're Canadian. Everything is south. Yeah, <laughs> and that. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I had to throw that out there. But you were very south, not too long ago. I was. I found. Well, let's stop talking about the cruise. After show. No, I'm making everybody sick. But yeah, I did find my newest southernmost cache. So hooray! Hooray! All right. You know what? Um. We're going to discuss cashtour.no with T.W. Lair. So once again, welcome to the show. It's fun to be here. I'm a big fan of the show and it's fun to be part of it. Awesome. Well, it's very fun for us to have you here. We're very excited to learn a little bit more about 
this technology, this geocaching aid. So uh, as we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself as a as a geocacher, maybe how long you've been geocaching, and and we're kind of curious how you got involved with uh, Cache Tour. Okay, sure. Um, so my geocaching story is uh, I learned uh, at a workshop for Girl Scout volunteers in 2007, and uh, it was okay, but I never logged any caches until 2011 when we were living in the Netherlands. And uh, you may have heard geocaching is pretty big in that part of the world. And uh, yeah, our daughter came home from school and said, hey, we are doing this thing at school. And I'm like, okay, let's, that's fun. Let's do that as a family. And of course, as soon as I got into it, she backed off just a little bit, but we still do it together from time to time. And I've been caching ever since 2011. And then, yeah, Cashture, how I got started with that is I heard about it on a podcast uh, when it went international in um, uh, late autumn of 2017 and signed up for my account right away and used it to plan a few trips. And I was uh, early in last year, in 2018, I was asked to become a ambassador. Um, so that's, I'm appearing tonight in that role. So that's spreading the word about this uh, tool that we find so useful and also providing user support. So it's an all volunteer crew and I'm really happy to be one of the volunteers. Nice. Now I love cash tour, but can you tell other people what it's about and how does it help geocachers? Well, you, it, the, the answer to that question is really in the name. Cache tours is for caching tour or caching trip planning. It's a trip planning tool for geocachers. And so if you like to go on a caching trip of a, a half a day or longer, it's a great way to plan your trip and get the most out of every caching day. Really. And also, it's a, a terrific way to plan trips with other geocachers. So plan trips for yourself, plan trips with other people. Very cool. I, I have an, some more questions, but I, I have to interject with a, a question that I'm very curious about. Now, you referred to yourself as a cache tour ambassador. Mm -hmm. And that's not something I've heard of from other geocaching related apps or, or websites or anything. Um, would you mind explaining briefly for us what an ambassador is and how you got involved with that? I'm quite curious about that. Yeah. So um, uh, I'll, I'll take, take the questions in the opposite order. Uh, um, the developer and basically the, the go-to guy for Kastur is Tom Frey. He lives in Norway. And uh, when the, after they went um, kind of international with, with the English version of the website and, and they had a few people signing on. I think they reached out to a couple of us who were already active in the early days with it to ask if we would like to help spread the word, you know, in our own region. Um, and I said, oh, I don't know, but I, I finally decided to take the plunge. Uh, like I said, I'm a volunteer. So I spread the word and that's everything from putting our calling cards in caches I hold classes to help people learn about the tool. Um, I'm on your podcast today. I'm reaching out to mega events, um, things like that, to um, just help help spread the word about Caster. There's uh, three other um, North American ambassadors. We're all based in the U.S. Uh, one on the East Coast, uh, one in the Bay Area, and another one based in Utah. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, and their names, Plato Addict on the East Coast. Sorry about that. Uh, R. Reagan. 
in California. In, um, California. Yep. And Hiking Seal is hiking the Utah seal. ambassador. Ah, mm-hmm. We know Hiking Seal. Yeah. You know her from the Utah Geo Tour. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and that would be the Utah Geo Tour would be a great example of what you use Cash Tour for. Yeah, because it's uh, you want to you want to be as efficient as possible with planning that since you have to get all over the state. So exactly. it's literally all over the state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So yeah. someone's interested in using the tool. Uh, how would they get access to it? Um, super easy. You just go online to cashtour.no. I'm going to spell it out: c a c h e t u r dot n o. Like I said, the website's based in Norway. Um, um, it's in, the website's in English as well as a bunch of other languages, all the Scandinavian languages, German, Czech, French. Um, but you can, you know, it, uh, it, you can easily set it to your own language preference and sign in. Very cool. Nice. So now, if someone who wanted to get Chris. started, what, mm-hmm. what would be the first things they do, of course, after they log in or create an account? Um, well, just just to start off and say, when you create an account, there's no no um, cost associated with that, so it's easy to get started. And um, if I were to be starting today, my first step would be to install the Cash Tour Assistant. More on that in just a minute, and then just start planning a trip. And the Cash Tour Assistant is a browser extension that lets uh, that integrates cash tour seamlessly with the geocaching.com website and the project GC website so that you can add your caches directly from those sites and also see any uh, route that you've established for your trip on the maps. I love it. So it's really nice. Yeah. So what are some of the key features in using cash tour that is going to be helpful to geocachers? Um, being able to plan a trip with other people so that they can see the trip as it's developing and, and suggest um, caches to add, places to stop, that kind of thing. That's one of the top um, utilities. Um, that, that assistant that I mentioned that lets you see your trip on the map and add caches directly from geocaching.com, Project GC, that's also really handy. And then my favorite feature, and there's lots, but this is my favorite, is the ETA feature. So if you've got a trip set up for any given day, you can say, I'm going to start this day at whatever, 7.30 in the morning. And going by the priorities that you've set for your caches and your route, it'll calculate your ETA at each waypoint along the the way, whether that's a cache or a lunch stop or the brewery that you want to have dinner at. And it'll give you your times for the day and you can see before you leave, do I have time for everything I want to do today? Do I have time for just a little bit more? And uh, I found it to be really effective. Those ETAs are based on difficulty, terrain, all kinds of um, aspects. So it's not a a generic thing at all. And I found it to be quite accurate. You can also adjust it for your caching style. Wait, I'm, I've got to go back to that. I thought, you know, it was a specific, you know, general, you got five minutes to go get this cash and come back. Mm-hmm. But it knows if it's a high difficulty, high terrain to give you more time. Yes. Wow. And how, how far the cash is from the um, where you might be able to stop the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to need to do a hike, it can make a good guess about that and add extra time for the walking and that kind of thing. 
Okay. Wow. That's really impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. <laughs> oh, did I mention that it'll it'll calculate your best route? I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to forget to say that. Um, you know, it'll do route optimization as well, so you can throw in your caches for the day and say route me, mm-hmm. and and it'll it'll sort them by the most logical, your most efficient route, up to eighty caches in one sort. In, yeah, and yeah, you just toss them in there in any order, and uh, it'll figure right. out the most efficient route. That that I've done it several times, and. And the first time I did it, I was planning my trip to Utah, which didn't happen. So I'm going to have to do it again. Um, and it did a great job for me. I mm-hmm. wanted to hit, you know, 10 counties to get the, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Is a coin? I've forgotten now. Sorry for yeah, the, the 10 Utah. counties to get a coin. coin. Yeah. Um, you know, and it routed me through there in, in a very easy, efficient way. Uh, it, when I did it originally, it didn't have the ETA and all that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of had to guesstimate, but, uh, I'm going to have to do it again because it's really going to, you know, allow me to maximize my time and get through these things. So that's going to yeah. be cool. Yep. Like Great. I would say, get the most out of every caching yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I forget and I don't because I've done this with uh, other people. I've done it with uh, Daryl W4 in that is that it truly is a multi-user experience. You can go on with friends and say, here, I want to, I want to make sure we hit these caches because I don't have them and you can work together. And it's not just, you know, for your caching trip, but it can be for a group caching trip as well. Right. And there's two ways that can work. You can, um, set up a trip and invite people to join that trip and that trip only, and they can accept it or not. Um, and then they can collaborate with you. Or you, if you have a regular group of people that you go out caching with, you can establish a regular group and then all, and then set up trips within that group. And then it's just kind of automatic. They can see everything that's happening and you don't have to invite them individually to each trip. So mm-hmm. um, very handy. And then, and then for example, um, when you're caching with friends, with friends planning a trip, you would naturally want to solve some puzzles. Well, you throw in the corrected coordinates and everybody can, who's going on the trip can see them. So there's no uh, confusion about what, you know, what puzzles need to be solved and that kind of thing. So just lots of ways to, to work together. Nice. So my next question for you, T.W. Lair, is if somebody is planning to give this a try. Now you talked about the first things to do. So you log in, create an account, or you create an account, then log in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd mentioned uh, to install the assistant, which is a very cool thing to know mm-hmm. and to to think through some of the things you want to add. And you, you've shared with us how intelligent the system is when it starts to do the route calculations and your, your ETA scheduling, which is really cool. Um, if someone's going to use it, what kind of things should they be thinking about before they go into the tool? Like, do they need to get a list of all the different um, GC codes of the, the caches they're planning to do? Or how much planning should, and I and I know we have the risk of going into a lot more detail that should really be taught in the, the courses or mm-hmm. the, the online information, but maybe could you cover it quickly? Like what kind of key things should one know before using the tool to make sure it works well? That's a great question. And um, at the bare minimum, you should probably know about where you want to start your trip and about where you want to finish your trip. 
And that could, when I'm saying trip, I mean, either if it's a single day trip, then, you know, that um, just the start and end for that day. If it's a multi-day trip, then you might want to um, know where you're going to finish each day. But if you don't want, if you don't, if, if you, if you're going to go from home, you know, Tacoma to Utah, then maybe you'll throw in a Tacoma and Utah and see what it gives you. Um, then you can look at every, you can look at your trip on a map either way and um, decide where you want to start putting in those breaks to spend the night, that kind of thing. Um, or you can also superimpose the list of maybe solve puzzles that you want to find. Or if you have your caches you want to find in an area, you can superimpose your route over that map and start adding caches um, one at a time. But you can always, if you have a bookmark list that's already made for a trip that you want to do, you can import the bookmark list directly into Cashter. Um, that kind of thing. Very there's, cool. Yeah, there's lots of ways to get caches in. Those are just a couple individually with the bookmark list. Um, those kind of a pocket query. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all those, mm -hmm. all those ways. Excellent. Okay, and uh, I see a note coming in from the chat from our. Our chat lackey, huh, I missed him too. Um, I missed I missed having somebody tell me what to say while I was away for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Uh, MC Three Cats mentioned Tamper Monkey. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that was in regards to the Cash Tour Assistant. What can yes, you tell yes. us about that? Yep, yeah. So that goes to the Cash Tour Assistant, and the Cash Tour Assistant is a browser extension. Um, works on any browser where you can install Tamper Monkey. Um, Tamper Monkey is a normal browser extension and it allows other scripts to work in your browser. Um, so the steps for that are in your browser, install Tamper Monkey, and then you go into Cashtur under tools, scripts, and macros, and that's where the Cashtur assistant is. So it's a two-step process. Um, and it's explained on, in, right on that page that I just mentioned under Cashtur tools, scripts and macros, Right. it shows the process. And then once you've done those things, um, you'll want to use leaflet maps on the geocaching.com page and you'll see your trip routes and you'll have a, a little widget on, your, on the cache page, whether it's a single cache page or the map page that will let you add your caches directly to wow. your trips. Oh, Very good pro tips, thank you. Yes, and I have to say, I think we're the only podcast to have our own tamper monkey almost each and every week. Well, I assumed at first that that's what that comment was about. They were just saying, Hey, tamper monkey. Now tamper monkey is a, thing. is a browser extension that allows you to use third party uh, scripts and macros. So I've used it many years and it's, it's done me well. So that is cool. I, I have played with um, cash tour before and done some routing and planning but i had not installed that extension so i had not uh, i was not aware i didn't read mm -hmm. the instructions i guess i was not aware of the fact that i should go under tools scripts and macros and install the cash tour assistant yeah. uh, the tamper monkey bit and um that sounds like it would be even more effective and, and useful should i go and do so after this show so yeah that's definitely definitely the next level step Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. T.W. Lair, I know you're not here to solve problems, but in the chat, uh, I have just brought up that it was far too easy to go in and create an account. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. So anyway, that that problem seems to have been, you know, already solved. But 
you know, just in the time we've been talking about it, he logged in, created an account, and he's ready to go. So great. Awesome. And uh had a comment come in from uh, Kev MacD who said that uh Tamper Monkey and Project GC work well together also. So yeah, I mean I'm also a big Project GC user, so I should I just wasn't aware of it as a thing. Yeah. So definitely something I'm gonna be looking into. Yeah. Especially if you're using Project GC, for example, for some challenge qualifications, if you're doing a county challenge, you'll see your you'll see your map overlay, you'll see your route, and you could just tap on your caches to add them to your trip. Wow! So you use all three in conjunction. That's yes. That's some super awesome trip planning. That's oh yeah, that's very well, cool. And um, geocaching.com just had an update to the search functionality that allows you to get a list of caches you can quickly sort them by favorite points or difficulty and terrain click on those add them to a bookmark list or use the uh, tamper monkey macro to pull them right into cache tour and off you go Mm -hmm. i mean it's that easy it's becoming easier all the time it's so easy you should have already done it by now well apparently tubatad just did it now as well so mm-hmm. tw larry this, this is amazing you come on the podcast and people are just installing the app as you speak i hope i hope you're getting some sort of commission for this <laughs> well we can talk about that a little bit too <laughs> did i mention i was a volunteer <laughs> they'll double my rates. there you go there you go yeah that's what we always promise people too that's good <laughs> so as with any piece of software you know it can be a little intimidating sometimes to get started and get moving. Where can people go to learn more about Cash Tour? There's lots of help right on the Cash Tour page. And um, you'll see it, once you've created that account, which just takes a minute, um, there's a question mark, usually in the upper right corner of your screen. And um, you can pull that down to see different ways to get some help. Um, and those ways would be you can um, talk to people on the Facebook forum. And that is cashter.no user forum. Um, there's a help center that's a, a basically an online uh, how-to guide for um, user's guide for the tool. And also you can get to that through that question mark um, icon at the top. And we have um, pretty much 24-7 coverage by uh, volunteers like me because we're spread out around the world. Um, you can get support by asking a question as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So lots of ways. Very cool. Um, I saw um, Dora Moore had a question. And it hasn't made it into the show notes yet, but I just saw that come in. So I'm going to read it right out of the chat here. Uh, and her question is, how does it handle puzzles that you've solved, but your friends have not, if you're sharing the list? Um, you can... Um, you can choose whether you put the, I, I know Dora Moore is a little bit of a purist with respect to puzzles and I re- totally respect that too. And so it's, it's up to you whether you want to put the solve coordinates in to the cache tour or not. That's a feature that you, it's, it's not automatic. You have to import them. So you have the option of importing them or not importing them. You can do that for an entire trip or you can do it on an individual cache basis as well. Very cool. And uh, GSM X2 uh, or times two, sorry, um, also reminded us that uh, it is a free application. Or, right. or fray. Or fray. <laughs> I think F- he meant free, though. No, yeah. FRE is 
the last name of yeah. the developer. Tom, so Tom it's Frey. Tom Frey or oh. Free. See, it's it's a play on words. I thought it was quite clever. Uh, right. Sorry, I didn't right. get that. It's entirely donation supported. So um, users who find it to be a valuable tool are welcome to to donate and help pay the expenses for maintaining the the site. Right, because geocaching is free. That's right. right. <laughs> I've seen a movie about that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that movie was entirely accurate. <laughs> I don't think he paid enough. Uh, yeah, no kidding, eh? So th those those are some great questions from the chat. Um, before we get into wrapping things up, uh, T.W. Lair, I wanted to give you the opportunity to share anything else about uh, either Cash Tour or your... Uh, your role or anything coming up that you want to share? Well, I just would like to mention the app. Did I mention the app? Everything I've talked about so far has been browser-based. Okay. Um, but once you've set up your trip um, using using a browser of, of whatever type you choose to do, and you've got your trip all optimized and you're ready to go out into the field, there's a Caster app that's for Android or iOS. It's also free, and it helps you stay on track in the field. So it'll have your, um, like, like you might, we can also print out your day and that's awesome too, but, um, you can have the app in the field and the app has, um, has your list of caches or other waypoints. Um, it has your start time and all your ETAs in there. When you get to the cache, you have some choices and those are things like, um, open the cache itself in your app. If you use an app, um, also, it can open the cache up on a map. And the third choice is arrived. And if you tap arrived, it will update all the ETAs for all the caches after that in the day. So you can see how am I doing compare and contrast it to my plan. And that's especially handy if you have set some caches to a lower priority and maybe weren't planning to get to them. You can you know, add those in or, or ditto, decide what you need to cut out if things are taking longer than you think. So it's a just great way to stay on track in the field. So the, the Caster app lets you do that after you've set your trip up online. Right. And is the app available for iPhone and Android? It is, yes. Yes. There you go. And it'll allow you to route to your different waypoints using different maps. So I'm good. So yeah, so you can route to a waypoint from the app. Right. Yep. It does not let you change your routing for the day. That's, no, that's not you, part of it. Right. Yeah. But you can route to the next waypoint using Absolutely. Apple Maps, Google Maps, yep. Waze. Waze, yep. whatever. Yep. All those, all those tools. Yeah. So it's, it, the app is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, Tubitad says, oh, you can add waymarks. I'm a fan of waymarking. You can add anything you want. You can add uh, parking places for caches that, um, you know, don't have their own parking place. And when, when you do something like that, you can also change your mode. So it, it, you may have a trip that's set up in driving mode, but you're going to, part of the day, you're going to do a hike. And so you can switch the, the mode at that point into hiking and it'll, it'll times will be, a, will be, you know, appropriate for mm -hmm. a hiking section of the trip until you get back to the, the parking place and then change your uh, routing mode again. And I okay, think the choices include uh, driving, biking, uh, walking. Public skiing. transport, buses and mm -hmm. such? Not, I don't think buses, okay. but skiing. If you do a lot of cross-country oh. skiing, you have that as an option. 
<laughs> it's like this app was developed in Norway. <laughs> in a land of snow. Oh, wait, that's most of the East Coast right now. Yeah. Uh, that's that's cool. I did not realize that you could change um, the transportation mode through, like midway through the yep. I thought you had to choose one and stick with it through the whole thing. Nope. Very cool. I am learning a lot about Cash Tour tonight. Oh, it's, you know, every time I, you know, talk about it i learn more and more it's an incredible tool yeah we've had a little more feedback uh Bri lang says i love cash tour so <laughs> here you go it's it's skookum bear endorsed um uh three hems in a rose says that he's had the app installed on his phone for half a year he just waits for Bri lang to send him the link to the day's plan and then he pulls it into the app so there you go and uh um he sounds like a smart user yeah <laughs> let somebody else do all the planning for you yeah um, what else? MC three cats, uh, also agreeing. The app is invaluable. Um, and yeah. including and- wits end who just pops in and knows how great the cash tour app is. It is so amazing. You have no idea. <laughs> We're starting to have an idea. Are you? Yeah. yeah. We've got a pretty good idea at this point. You probably have a better idea than I do since I just joined the podcast. But... <laughs> well, how welcome. the heck are you? We are the heck fine. Okay, welcome home, Land Monkey. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I wish I could say the same to you, but I'm glad you're able to make the show. And you look like you got pretty comfortable digs there. It's it's uh, I, I've been worse. You've been way worse because we used to enjoy <laughs> the uh, special videos you would send us about <laughs> some of your really special hotels. Uh, this is not a terrible hotel. It's okay, but uh, it's not home. Fair so. enough. Wish I was home in the studio joining you guys, but hey, I uh, finally wrapped up things for work here, and I'm, I'm here now. So um, I was looking at the show notes. It looks like you guys are pretty close to wrapping things up with the general content, but I thought I'd pop in and uh, say hey and maybe join you for the after show. All right. Oh, do you have any? Aren't you? Do you have any specific? <laughs> Do you have any questions for TW Lair, Wits End, about Cash Tour or anything you wanted to know? I don't know enough to ask any questions at this point. <laughs> so maybe what you want to do is find out when there's going to be a Cash Tour info event in your area. I would love that because I, I like the idea of Cash Tours, but I'd like to learn more about them. Over to you, TW Lair. Our next, our next local, and so our next in the Northwest events will be in um, Surrey, BC on Sunday, February 17th. And that's called Let's Take a Cash Tour. And that's GC82 Tango Kilo 2. Whoa, listen to that. Nice. International alphabet. I have listened <laughs> to the show a couple times. <laughs> Very good. So that's, that's cool, and um, hopefully we'll be doing another one in the um, Central Puget Sound area as well. If well, I want to see if I can't make the Surrey one, I don't know if I can. I have to check my schedule, but if I can't, maybe then uh, maybe another one later. Very cool. Um, if our listeners to this podcast, because we do have listeners all over, uh, all over the world, really is what we've been learning, but uh, definitely in uh, Canada and the U S um, if in their area uh, they haven't seen a cash tour 
event, how would they how would they get one arranged for their area? I'm so glad you asked that question, Jay. Um, if you're on the Castor website, upper left, there's a pull down menu and it actually says Castor courses. So you can go to our courses page and see where they are. And you can also request representation. So and we uh, we try to honor those requests when we can. Nice. Fantastic. That's awesome. I love that. All right. Well, I think that covers off what we needed to, or we're planning to talk about. I'm sure there's always going to be lots more questions on a super powerful app and website like this that makes your geocaching trips easier. And betterer all around. Betterer. Better. More betterer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much more. Well, T.W. Lair, thank you so much for joining us this evening. You've already committed to the after show. So... Let's go ahead, do a little bit of our um, business here, and we'll get right back to the after show. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. I know I did because I learned something new, and I've got to get better with Cache Tour and use it more often. While you're doing that, next week, February 7th, we are having a GeoTour special announcement from... Uh, geocaching headquarters you're going to want to join us for that in fact uh, we'll see miss jen again won't we we will and I'll also i'll throw in there if you guys if you listeners especially obviously live listeners if you have any questions about geotours that weren't answered in the previous episode that miss jen and gear guru were on make sure you send them to us before next week and they have promised they will answer your questions as long as they're not, you know, too personal or something. But, um, they, they reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, if your listeners have any questions about geo tours, we will answer them when we come on the podcast. Uh, obviously they're going to make some special announcements that we're really excited about. We don't know what they are, but we're looking forward to it, but they also made themselves available to answer that. So if you have geo tour questions, make sure you send them in. Um, where should they send them, Chris? Well, of course you send them to feedback at cachingnw.com. I mean, that's the only email address you ever have to remember. And don't ask for their mother's maiden names or credit card numbers. No. But let's ask for GeoTour specific questions. Because, you know, if they're capable of answering it, they're going to answer it right here on the show. And then awesome. February 14th, that day seems like it rings a bell. I can't remember what it is, but Ooh. we're going to have a special loved theme show. On that it's day. the Ides of February. <laughs> Ides. Well, it's called, Beware it's the Ides February. of February. <laughs> I've heard that. Ah, oh, nice. And February 21st. Oh, we... yeah. Caribbean cruise special I've heard. I've heard. Huh. Who would we have for that? Well, I'm hoping um, we'll have the land sharks for that. I think oh. we'll have some pirates. Arr. Who else is in the Caribbean but pirates? Pirates of such a place. The Caribbean, yeah. And they cruise, <clears throat> specially. Yeah. I cruised in high school, but it was entirely different. And you weren't in the Caribbean? No, not at all. Could have been a pirate. Okay. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank Landsharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in British Columbia. They're open six days a week, except holidays, and they ship orders online daily. 
something just went by your face. What was that? What do you mean? I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? Something <laughs> went by my face. For those listening to the audio, you would have missed the fact that we've added in a special little feature when we, uh, when we mention our sponsors. So when we mention the land sharks, there's something special of that happens when we mention the land sharks. Hmm. Wow. The technology on this show is mind numbing. It's something in the schemes of everything. That's right. It is. Well, you know, we also want to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That's of course, land sharks. Uh, wow, nothing went by my face. All right. Bounce, bounce, <laughs> Lime Hacks, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, please click that Patreon link on the cachingandw.com website, and you will have your name mentioned at the end of this podcast, just like Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway Mark, Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Pros, Wino Seattle, Acrodoc, Billy Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, and Wet Coaster and Green Words. Thank you very much, all of you. As only Land Monkey can do in one breath, as we found out. We have oh. proven that, that <laughs> only Land Monkey can handle that. <laughs> I think maybe with enough practice, I could probably hold pull it off. But the first week I tried, I realized about four names in that I had totally uh, started out wrong and just didn't pace myself properly, and it it was a total fail. It's all about so, it's all about the planning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I planned poorly, and I crashed and burned. He planned so, poorly. That's right. And you know, maybe I just did that on purpose to make you feel good about yourself. I appreciate that. <laughs> the world will never know. Uh, uh, but I've only just joined this podcast, but until next week when we're all together again, hopefully, we never know. We want to throw out maybe some contact information. And as always, we want to offer our guest the first opportunity to uh, offer some contact information. TW Lair, if somebody wanted to if you if somebody wanted to reach you, how would you like them to reach you? Um, through the geocaching.com messaging, my geocaching handle is T-W-L-A-R-E. You can also email me at twlair at gmail.com. Awesome. And Land Monkey? Well, probably the best place to find us is on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Facebook. We're at Land Monkey GC. Uh, you can also find us Team Land Monkey on Facebook. But, uh, you know, Land, at Land Monkey GC is probably the only thing you need to know. There's lots of pictures of our uh, recent adventure that are popping up there throughout the next week or so as I go through all my millions of photos and uh, enjoy remembering back on my last couple of weeks. Also, you can, of course, find us on YouTube at L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Land Monkey on YouTube. There we go. And it has a dance now, too. That's even better. <laughs> I love it. Well, tonight, anyway, who knows? Uh, all right, buddy. Hey, if somebody wants to find you, it's end. Where do they find you? Uh, probably at the Geocaching Message Center is one of the great places to go. Uh, I don't take vacations or make any special trips, even though I'd like to. Uh, we just have to live vicariously through Land Monkey. So geocaching.com message center twitter facebook i am wits and on all of those their places and of course thursday night right here well most thursday nights at 9 p.m chris of the northwest and you sir well on twitter and facebook you can find me at caching and w if you go over to instagram you can find me at caching in the northwest 
But better yet, head on over to cashingnw.com slash hosts, read our bios, find all those links we just mentioned, and a few secret ones we don't tell anybody about. Ooh, secret ones. I like secret ones. So we've reached the end of the show and we'd like to say welcome to Caching in the Northwest. It's the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're busy chipping the ice out of your nose hair, we'll be caching in the Northwest. And stay tuned for the after show. I'm really hoping people tuned into this podcast halfway through or even just missed the, the intro and joined <laughs> us for the main content of the show. So they learned a lot about Cash Tour and then heard that and are maybe a little confused about the fact that it's backwards day. <laughs> it's backwards day. And, you know, I read those each and every week and I have no problem reading them. But when you put them out of order, it's just not right. <laughs> the, the same words, no problem, but they're just not in the right order. There you go. There you go. So uh, we're in the after show. We've got some hashtag fatas as a reminder. If you're in the chat and you want to uh, share anything, or you want to talk about anything, the after show is the part of the show where we open it up to not only talk about cash tour with TW Larry, which is, of course, uh, what we've been talking about most of the day, or it looks like we just lost wits end. Um, but also we, we will you know, open it up to anything you guys want to talk about now. Well, there he is. He's back. Um, uh, apparently I had angered the hotel internet gods and uh, <laughs> dropped off the hotel Wi-Fi. I had to re-authenticate with the hotel Wi-Fi. So uh, here I am. Sorry. So Maybe. did that cost you another day of hotel Wi-Fi? Uh, apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm on the uh, freeloader cheapskate low-level mm. internet Wi-Fi, so it doesn't really cost me much, except several clicks on the screen. Awesome. All right. Well, we had uh, the first hashtag fatas I saw come in, or the first one that's been posted for me here, is uh, it says, hashtag fatas, I'm guessing a bunch of people here have done the Mount Aerosmith Geo Tour. Are there any tips or suggestions on what not to miss in the area? Ooh. And uh, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to go back through the chat to see if anybody else has answered that. But um, uh, I myself have done it. I was fortunate enough to do it before the big windstorms went through and closed off one of the one of the parks you need to get to in order to complete that geo tour. Oh, but, um, Oh, I see. Uh, I got some feedback coming here from our chat lackey as well. Um, Kevin McD already provided some answers. So that's great. Um, I would just say if you are going to be in the area, things not to miss, um, give yourself lots of time because the parks that the caches are in are beautiful, beautiful parks. So, Give yourself two days. I mean, you can easily do this geo tour in one day, but give yourself two days and just really enjoy the Parksville, Qualicum, Mount Aerosmith area. Nice. Mount, Mount Aerosmith Bio <clears throat> or whatever it's called. Um, okay. It's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful part of Vancouver Island. Um, amazing beaches, some wonderful waterfalls. Just It's just an amazing place to visit. So... It's Steven um, Tyler Memorial Park. Yeah, something like that. I, I was uh, going to say, uh, if you if you do the Mount Aerosmith tour, do you have to walk this way? You do, and talk okay. this way. Okay. 
So yes. Um, Come on, you knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was waiting to see which was going to be rolled into that. So oh, that's gotcha. pretty good, or at least rock and rolled into it. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, it, the, at least you were I, Rick rolled into it. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, it's that, apparently a bioregion. Bioregion. Mm. There you go. That's the <clears throat> Mabar. The Mount Mabber. Aerosmith bioregion. M-A-B-O-R. Mabber. 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 So yeah. Okay. And I see Alan Richards. Uh, we'll be staying in Qualicum Saturday to Monday. So yeah, you'll be good. You'll enjoy that. Um, as far as I know, they still have geocoins available for it, but you can always uh, email them ahead of time and ask. Cool. So next question comes from Bry Lang. How many new countries did the land monkeys get on their vacation? Ah, good question. We were talking about this before the podcast, and I believe the number is five new countries because um, one or two of the places that we visited, uh, well, one of them was Florida, where we left and departed from, and that uh, is part of the USA. So I already had that country. I was, was going to say Florida is not a country. Just no, it's not. And I already sure had I that state geography well. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, all of the Caribbean countries we visited, none of them actually have souvenirs yet. Mm. I know what the heck, right? But so they're going to be releasing a new souvenir <clears throat> per or four countries, you know, a one, one country a month for this next upcoming year. So, well, there's I a have chance five of, suggestions for them. <laughs> <laughs> I say there, there's a chance in the next 12 months, you could get a souvenir or two that just, you know, pop up because that's the kind of guy you are. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. I, I think they may have already planned that out. One of them is the United States. Well, that's already come out. Oh, I've been there. Oh, oh, they've already, they already released the United yeah. States. But I, I thought that was interesting country to release. Makes yeah. sense. But they didn't have one already for the, the whole USA. Yeah. You, you know, uh, yeah. Cause people were pushing States and not the country itself, but that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I went into Canada. I got a Canada souvenir and a British Columbia souvenir. That's cool. So. It's like it's a whole different country. Yeah. Uh, Wits End, you have some family news about a daughter. Hey, my daughter is now a licensed amateur. She may not be a professional, <laughs> but, but she's a licensed amateur. <laughs> <clears throat> what does yeah, this mean? Took the uh technician level training course on company time thank you to her employer and took and passed her amateur radio license so she is now a licensed amateur radio operator very cool yeah i'm excited just found it today on the fcc website now that the fcc is back to work oh yeah that would oh. be good I didn't think about strike that. Over or they not weren't strike that. It's not. Sorry, it's not a strike. The lockout thing is that over? Yeah, the shutdown thing. They weren't processing radio applications for a few weeks there. So, oh, when when no, did the are. shutdown end? Uh, Monday, I think. You know, while you were out cruising around the Caribbean. Well, I thought I. Well, I was watching the news a little bit. I thought it was still going on. While I nope. They reached okay. some temporary thing. It'll just happen for a couple of weeks, and then yeah, they just... they agreed to fund <clears> it for three weeks. Yeah, and then they'll just act like junior high children again and, you know, fight over the sandbox for a while again. Oh, good gosh. Yeah. Okay. What else? Yeah, I am not the only licensed radio amateur in my household. 
That's cool. Well, congrats to her. I think yeah, that's awesome. Miss Terry. Miss Terry. Yeah. Terry. World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Have you shared that story on the podcast? I don't know that I have. Yeah. Uh, if for listeners of the podcast that have appreciated the uh, geocaching, uh, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide, Guide to Geocaching, thanks to the uh, creative juices of Land Monkey. We can't talk about Land Monkey's juices. No, no. <laughs> That'll change the rating on the podcast. Yeah. I, I have really enjoyed the Hitchhiker's Guide to Geocaching. It's been a lot of fun to record some radio drama, if you will, uh, podcast drama, I guess. And uh, my daughter has been a voice talent on those podcasts for a couple of times, as has Land Monkey's daughter. Yeah. And she was Dream Painter was her geocaching handle for quite a while. She has has an, an art and a theater degree from college, but she voiced the role of Miss Terry in the most recent episode of Hitchhiker's Guide to Geocaching and decided, hey. I should try to make that my geocaching handle. Took her a little bit of searching to find a spelling that wasn't already taken, but she's now Miss Terry on geocaching. So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It was fun. That was so cool when when you guys posted that and, and shared that with yeah. me. I just couldn't yeah. stop laughing. I thought that was so cool. And Landon Monkey said he would go back and update the spelling and all of the. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide scripts. To, to... There you go. Because now we, we've got to make sure it's consistent. That's right. So, yeah. So she's Miss Terry and an amateur radio operator. Very cool. That takes out a little of the mystery of who she is. <laughs> uh, MC3Cats wants to know where you are, Wits End. I'm right here. It's Thursday night. I'm on <laughs> Caching in the Northwest. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, okay. Well, next for... question. For the amateur radio operators in the audience, I could say I'm in six land. And but, I actually know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm on a work trip, and we we just wrapped up a week long work seminar where we worked on in the hotel Irvine. If anybody knows where Irvine, California is, I'm here. I'm down in Orange County, California. We we loaded the truck. The truck is full of gear and headed north. And I am getting up at O Dark 30 and have catching an early morning flight to head back home. But I'm wrapping up a, a week of working in Southern California. So wow. sorry I didn't get a chance to join you at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm glad I'm able to pop in for the after show. Awesome. Well, we're, we're glad you're here also. Thanks. I'm going to have to go back and watch the rest of the podcast because I was really excited to hear all about cash tours and cash turno. So I'm sorry I missed the... <laughs> rest of the episode i'm I, sure it was awesome yeah. i hope you'll try it i heard it's really easy to, to start to open a to register for a <laughs> an account you know what i will go and, and try it and and give you some feedback on just how easy it is to, to do that great so let's see we have several upcoming milestones mm. keats 94 mm. says he's less than 50 finds away from ten thousand. Wow. Brylang is 92 finds away from 10,000. Okay. And um, MC3Cats tomorrow is having his 15,000th find party and his 10-year anniversary in geocaching. 
That's amazing. I wish I could be there. I have to work tomorrow night, but I would love to be there for that event. So congrats, MC3 Cats. I wish I could be there. Well done. Uh, 15,000 is a really good milestone. Yes, it is. Well, 10,000, I think, is a great so so is ten thousand, but yeah. I, I just hit my fifteen thousand on our trip. So that's Doramore's four thousand nine hundred and ninety-one away from ten thousand. Nice. <laughs> <You're cool. laughs> hey, you know, within the past week ish, I think I don't remember exactly. Within the past week ish, I just found my one thousandth traditional cache. When you look at the, the different mm-hmm. types nice. of caches I found. Yeah. So my one thousandth traditional. So very, very great. cool. And uh, through most of the month of January, Wits End was doing two cash finds per day on average. I was right up until this trip. Yeah. I did find two geocaches on this trip that were within, well, I say within walking distance of the hotel. Uh, the first one kind of stretched it. If you walk the there, map. it's within walking distance. <clears throat> I walked there. I did. Uh, I looked at the map and it was about. 300 meters from my hotel room sounds pretty easy until you realize that this is Southern California. It's not pedestrian friendly. Shall we say (laughs) this is car land. Mm -hmm. You go everywhere in a vehicle. So although I can look at the hotel room window over there and see the building where I found that geocache, uh, I walked and I walked, and I walked, and I had to cross a couple of fairly large arterial streets and walk quite a ways past the cache, cross said street again, come back through the the plaza. I, I, I actually came back to the hotel room here, looked it up online, and kind of mapped it out on Google Maps. While it may have been 300 meters from my room, round trip, I think I walked I think almost three kilometers before I, you know, finding the cash and coming back. So it took some investment to get there. Thankfully I found it. I was going to be really irritated if I did a three kilometer round trip and filed a DNF, but I did find that one. And I had another unexpected break one afternoon and found another one fairly close to here. So found a couple, I have no vehicle at my disposal here. So I'm only on foot. And there weren't any other ones close enough that I could grab within the time I had available. Uh, So I'm down below my my two two finds a day rate. But my goal for 2019 is to find more caches than in in one calendar year than I have found in the past. Awesome. So there you go. And and where I currently stand with my count, I'm over three or four or five of the years that I've cashed in the past. So I've had some pretty lean years. <laughs> uh, GSMX2 says, uh, if you had cashed her, you could have found the best route to that cache. I'm sure I could have. Um, <laughs> I know there was probably a better cache, a better route to that cache, especially there was a better route, route if I'd had a vehicle at my disposal. Right. But, yeah. But then you have to figure out parking. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big deal in Southern California. Right. Well, hey, I want to shout out a congrats to all those folks um, who've hit some milestones recently and are sharing them with us. And remind you guys, so Bry Lang, Keats94, um, Dora Moore, all you guys who are, uh, oh, and sorry, what did I miss here? I missed somebody. 
MC3 cats. MC3 cats. Yes, thank you. Yeah, um, tomorrow night, big deal. Yeah, so all you guys uh, who are hitting milestones or have hit milestones, make sure you send some audio in. We want to hear you guys. Yeah. 293-693-TFTC. 253-293-TFTC. Yeah. Call the correct number, or you know what? <laughs> Just email it to us. And, yeah. I mean, come on, 10,000, 15,000, that's definitely worth a call in. Oh, yeah. We want to hear from you guys. Exactly. And everybody else who's with you shouting hooray with you, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's all um, you have to say. Hey, hit 10,000. Hooray! There you go. We'd love to play that. Um, JP Barr is joining us tonight, or I guess tomorrow morning for him. Um, and he's uh, he's asked to make a shameless plug for Geocoin Fest 2019 Europe. And hey, no problem. We don't mind that. Uh, he is saying it'll be huge. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on in that event. That's going to be in early September 2018 or 2019. Not 2018. That was last year. Don't go to last year's event. Not going to work very well for you. They're, so, they're not going to be there. No, they're not. Yeah, it's going to be very disappointing if you go to the 2018 event and they're not there. Well, and if you can get there, let me know because obviously you have a time machine. I like time machines. I like the yeah. idea of time machines. So yeah, it, Geocoin Fest 2019 in Europe. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you haven't already, or even if you're thinking of attending, Log Year will attend. Um, it helps them with their planning, et cetera. And uh, of course, you know, making sure that they they get uh, they get everything lined up for a big Geocoin Fest Europe event in 2019. Love that it. is in England. That'll be very cool. So check that out. Um, another event to let you folks know about is the HAG event coming up this Saturday. If you've never heard of HAG, it is uh, a big thing that goes on on uh greater victoria area on vancouver island uh it takes place um the the main kickoff event takes place this weekend this saturday on the 2nd of february but it uh, continues on the actual hag stuff continues on for quite a while uh check it out at hagcaching.cashmania.ca that's the website to go Mm. to to get all the details it's basically um a big release of all kinds of super cool geocaches where they have point systems for rating the geocaches. And it's, it's the point when they release some really, really great geocaches on Vancouver. Oh, House. So it's always. That's, that's different than Haggis, right? Yes. It has nothing to do with Haggis. Okay. Although, you know, maybe that'll be something they'll look hey. at for a future theme for <laughs> the Hag event. Hey, and, and this Saturday back home in Seattle, there's, the event about commemorative, uh, yeah. Well, that's that's different. That's coming oh. later. Um, I don't know what the official name of the event is, but anyway, we're celebrating the closing of the Alaskan Way Viaduct mm-hmm. and the opening of the SR99 tunnel through Seattle, the end of Via Doom, mm-hmm. and I have tickets planned to be at the opening of the. The tunnel you can on Saturday they're they're allowing people to excuse me, I have hiccups for some reason, to walk through the tunnel and walk along the last viaduct and say goodbye to a piece of Seattle history. Very cool. So I'll be up there if anybody's in the area, look me up. It'll be great to see you. I I have posts in the chat uh, very relevant to what you're just talking about. Uh it's Marty, I just got back from 30 years in the future, and they're still doing work on the I-5 by the Tacoma Dome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of one of my favorite, you've seen the the 10-year challenge 
lately on Facebook and, and social media, social media, uh, which, by the way, somebody at a recent event said, you know, if somebody had a research project to do a study on aging, this would be the perfect way to crowdsource that and get all your work done for you is just to have people post mm -hmm. their 10 year challenges to social media. Yeah, except that there's social media photos. Yeah. <laughs> but somebody posted a picture of Tacoma, 2009, highway construction, 2019, the same picture of highway construction. <laughs> that, yeah. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, awesome. Oh, and uh, Kev MACD shared that uh, HAG stands for hide and go. So oh, hide okay. the caches and go find them. Okay. There you go. Uh, what else we got? Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. news. I think this news broke previously while I was away. But um, uh, GSM X2 is sharing that the GPS adventure maze will be coming to the Fort Worth uh, Geo Woodstock 17 event. So if you're thinking about Great. going there. So, GPS. yes. the G, Well, in case you didn't know, the GPS adventure maze is an icon you haven't been able to get in the last seven years in the United okay. States, I believe. So... It's uh, it's one of the icon types, you yeah. know, so new geocachers wouldn't have gotten that in quite some time. You'll be okay. able to go get it uh, at Geo Woodstock. They'll have it there for the, like I said, the first time for seven years in seven years in America. But, no, I was going to say, I just want to point out that it's actually been available much more recently in Canada. Oh, five years. Sucks, sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Five years, not seven. So five years in the U.S. See how much it, it's getting closer all the time. There you go. Just Next week, I can give you a whole long list of things that it sucks to be me for. <laughs> GPS maze is just one of them. <laughs> so if you don't have that icon and you love icons, as many people do, head down yeah. to Fort Worth. This, uh, what do you want? To, what do you call May? Summer? Spring? Spring? Well, it's late May, so I'd say it's probably basically summer. Early summer, especially, especially in Texas. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and get that. Uh, GPS and adventure believe, maze. Uh, believe May twenty first is the spring equinox. Is that correct? June twenty first. Is it March? That was June. It's yeah. the summer equinox. Yeah. I don't know when the spring. Was. So March, March, March twenty first. Yeah. One of those M months. They they all run together. <laughs> One of them darn M months. Yep. Yeah. Um, Keats ninety four asks any cool car co ops in the Portland area. I'm going with Zipcar, but I'm registering an account hmm. from Vancouver. Anyone know of? if my account will work in Oregon as well. I don't think there's anything cool enough in, in Portland. It's just all weird there. Portland <laughs> is very weird. Yeah. Yes. Um, Portland weird. Is there I don't know car co-ops because, well, it's not that far away from me. So I, yeah. I don't have to look at it. Hmm. But look hmm. us up as you go through Tacoma. Yeah. You'll probably go through on the train. So we'll just, we're wait. on the way to Portland. There you go. You can't get to Portland without going through Tacoma. Well, you can, but not it's if you're coming the from the south or in the north or any other way. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm making this up as I go, kids. Um, you know, folks, I think that's quite enough show. T.W. Lair, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know what? You Fun. did an excellent job. <laughs> We're very proud of you. Thanks. I'm sorry I missed it. I want to go back and watch the episode. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could have hung out with you more. more. <laughs> Might have helped your hiccups. I hate hiccups. I don't know where they came from. I'm so sorry. Boo! Thank you. Did it, nope, nope, didn't, didn't work. work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yes, thank you for joining us tonight, TW Lair. And thank you to uh, all of our active, fun folks over in the chat. You guys all have a great night and a fantastic weekend. And Chris? Until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>